Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. We want to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show and talk about all sorts of crazy things. If you'd like to give us a little financial support and keep this show going, check out our Patreon. As always, a shout out to the patrons at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi. Wolf. Blardimus Slump. Emily S. Jason K. Mike Ox Huge. Also a shout out to our new patrons this week, Earl and Mercutio. Thank you all so much. And now a recap of session 43. We go into a room and find four more Zolgaths whom we destroy. We hit level seven. We go downstairs and encounter a ghost of some Arden priests. A very convoluted and silly conversation ensues. Not much is said. We then go into a library. There's a lot of books, a demon, and a Zolgath pop out. The wizard gets pretty hurt. The demon goes down. The Zolgath is a caster and Peach Pie attack of opportunities the shit out of him. He surrenders, then tries again to escape, and again gets wrecked. We force the Zolgath to point out some important books. We get plot dropped on us hardcore. We then, oddly, deliberate on morality and our future actions. We prepare to continue exploring. You want a perception check to search the room thoroughly? I think I want something more specific because I mean, you're searching for, you're searching. I'm looking. I'm just books. looking through the books to see if anything stands out to me. Um, anything yeah. that looks interesting to me, which to the whiz is basically anything campaign related, <laughs> or <laughs> arcane magic related, or just fucking interesting looking. I feel like this would be society. Thirty. It would take you some time. So while you're looking through the library, what's everybody else doing? Peach Pie is like following around behind the wizard, clumsily trying to <laughs> bandage him. I figured I'd do it while like your bandage or people are bandaging each other and shit. Okay, well I'll do me first. I'll I'll sit still when someone needs to heal me. Hopefully I'll have a book in hand. How long do we want to sit here and do this? Are we gonna take? I wouldn't mind searching this library for a couple hours, anyways. All right, that's fine. We'll take a couple hours here. You come across some really some interesting books, but you've, you're finding after some time that they're primarily books of worship, mm, which no. you don't necessarily find terribly interesting. Anything about Nephis? Uh, no, not at all. There are two books that catch your eye, one that's relevant, or likely relevant, and one that you see the spells of man on the spine of a book. I grabbed both of them. I would imagine you'd look through the spells of man before you'd look yeah, through... Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, it's gonna pique my interest more than the campaign-related one. Yeah, yeah. Um, this particular book proposes that human spellcasters are the original originators of many common spells. Although the claims in the book aren't particularly well-reasoned, you're just kind of like, you kind of like flip through all that shit. As you get toward the back of the book, you find three pages that are probably much more of interest to you. They act as three scrolls. And I'm forgetting how scroll detection works just suddenly. Like, how do you... You could just read them, right? So if the spell's a common spell from your spell list or a spell you know, you can spend a single recalled knowledge action and automatically succeed at identifying the scroll spell. If it's not, you must use identify magic to learn what spell the scroll holds. Rules for identify magic are on page 238. You recognize one of them. 
the spell of spell immunity. The other two, however, you don't recognize at all. Not because they're unfamiliar as far as... They're on your spell list. But they're absolutely not spells that you've they're ever seen common. before. Exactly. Uh, spend ten minutes to try to identify the particulars of its magic. This is for items. I guess a scroll would be an scroll item. scroll is an item. Yeah. So, as a seer elf, I get plus one. Since this is a skill check, I'm going to take twice as long and get plus two, so I'll get a total of plus three to my arcana, which I am now an expert in also. 32 on the first one. Is a scroll for a spell called Favorable Review. Well, he's doing that first scroll. 35 on the next one. While he's doing that first scroll, Moonlight tries to figure out what that magical steel shield is and fails miserably. With an 11, you do fail miserably. The second scroll is a scroll of pyrotechnics. I'm going to do a check on that steel shield quick, too, now that I remembered about it. Sure. Again, taking twice as long. So this is going to take a full hour to identify these three items. Hey, wizard, there's a brand new shield that Moonlight's holding. You don't even remember this shield. Uh, 26. That is a lesser sturdy shield. The lesser sturdy shield is a, a magical steel shield. It provides a plus two AC bonus when it's held up. The magical part of this is this this particular shield has a higher hardness than its non-magical counterparts, making it harder to break and destroy. Holy One shit, 80 hit points and 10 hardness? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's drastically better than your standard shield. This shield makes the shield block reaction pretty useful. Because I think we found really early on with Daru that shield blocking just destroys shields so fast. This one, on the other hand. But yet, look around. Nobody uses the shield. <laughs> right. Why can't I find what Favorable Review does? Favorable Review? I've got it right in front of me. It's a fourth level spell. But you enchant a creature to ensure that they, that they only have good things to say about your show. Identify a single creature, location, or performance. The target must attempt a will save. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it Extinction Curse AP spell? It is. Then? Yep. If the creature makes a critical success, they, the target's unaffected and knows you tried to trick it. If it gets a success, it's unaffected but thinks your spell is something harmless. If they fail, the target cannot speak unfavorably about the subject for one week. It doesn't change the target's opinion on the caster, but if the target attempts to speak ill of the subject, whether in speech, writing, or other communication, they always twist it into compliments and praise instead. The target likely becomes <laughs> aware of this effect quickly and can avoid speaking about the subject entirely if they choose. On a critical failure is as a failure, except the duration is permanent and the target genuinely holds a favorable opinion about the subject. Well, that's pretty great with their attitude towards the creature that casts the spell becoming two degrees better. Our techniques will be fun. I like that two of these are the AP book. So, we're all healed up. There's a door to the north. Do we want to do that or go back out to the hallway? I said we go to the door to the north. Let's do it. I will attempt to check it for traps. Alright. 25. There are no traps on this door. Is everybody ready? Hey, what was in that other book before we go? Oh, good point. Thank you for reminding me. The Moonstone Oracles. And the reason this 
particular text catches your eye is because this text describes Moonstone Hall's primary wonder. The Moonstone Pools. They transform natural spring water from this area into conduits of powerful divination. This book details how Eridanite priests created items keyed to each pool. Magical circlets called Moonstone Diadems to deposit visual history using the pools as receptacles. The book mentions that later generations of priests use the Moonstone Diadems to view those repositories of knowledge and explains that a diadem brought into proximity with the pool unlocks its knowledge. From reading that, do I know will this Moonstone Circlet work for all of the pools here or is it one per pool like specific? They're kind of keyed to different pools. So that must be what I'm wearing, and that must have been what we saw upstairs. Must have been one of those pools. Yes. Wizard, as you're reading through this book, and kind of like, you see some sketches of the Moonstone Diadems, and you look over at what Moon's, Moonlight's wearing. It almost look like, looks like the one that Moonlight's wearing is broken. I mentioned that to everybody to show them the picture and everything. Apparently we need to find a better one. So it sounds like you're all going through the north door in the library, which is the only other door here. I open it. You open the door into a hallway. Does anything attack me? Immediately upon opening the door? No. Okay, I go through it. In this hallway, you can see that straight ahead is another door, but it also branches off to the right and to the left. I peek around the corners. P2, if you look off to your left, you see what look to be maybe some sort of dining hall. There's, a, there's like two long tables in the room to your west. To the east, looks like more hallway and a smaller door at the end of the hallway. I turn around to everybody and say, which way? Left is open. We should probably clear that first. I go Follow the leader. I go to the dining room area. Faded tapestries adorn the walls of this dining hall. Two oak tables occupy the room, and the polished wooden floorboards are warped in places. You see two tarnished gold candlesticks, one on each table. It looks like they're gold. Might be worth something. But aside from that, there's nothing else in this room. I take the valuable candlesticks. Tarnished gold candlestick. Each probably really just steal gold candlesticks. Why not? Ooh, shiny. They're not even shiny. We need money. We're poor circus folk. (laughs) Um, Do we want to continue on this open area? Looks like there's more hallway. Yeah, there's two other uh, open entrances into this dining hall. I go to the hallway. I look north and south. If you look south, it looks that looks like the, the hallway that you had entered in originally. Or at the end of the hallway to the south is with the stairs leading back up. I should like note there's, there's a little door. Yeah, I was gonna say I should note there is a little door in this refractory room. You wanna check that out? Might as well. I open that door. I don't even check it for traps. I assume it's a pantry. Don't even check it for traps. It leads into a kitchen. A large stone fireplace occupies the kitchen's northwestern corner. Remnants of charred wood and ash rest in the hearth beneath a cast-iron cauldron. A dozen pans and skillets dangle from hooks. The kitchen is remarkably clean. Wizard, the the slime on your shoulder as you get close, just kind of like 
seems to like look around almost and begins to like chirp and blurble a little bit. What is it, buddy? I imagine him turning into an arrow. You know, how, <laughs> uh, you know how like we talked about how it has like the empathetic link. I, I emojis. It turns into emojis. Turns into emojis. <laughs> it's not a mental link. It. it just flat out turns into emojis. That is fantastic. Beautiful. It kind of just points and spins in circles as it's pointing. Continues oh, it's spinning in circles? Um, yeah, it's spinning in circles when you're in the kitchen. I don't know if it works like detect magic or... Because it says it's an imprecise sense. Oh, Even that. with an imprecise sense, you could detect the direction right. of the magic. With an imprecise sense, that's, you that's what I'm know thinking, it's where it's in. It's going to know where it's at. It is. It's and it's going conti- to continue, continue to spin. I was saying there's like an aura in the room. Or an aura right. or something, yeah. I don't feel weird being in there, do I? Guys, there's there's something magical in here. Good or bad? I don't know. Let, let me check it out myself. And uh, fourth level spell, fourth level detect magic. I can pinpoint the source of the highest level of magic. What's third? School of magic. That's what I'm really looking for. What's the school of magic for it? If it's illusion magic, I only detect it if it has a lower level than the level of my detect magic spell. No, it's not illusion. Okay, I just wanted to say that quick since it was covering the room. Not Ev- even the room. Evocation. Evocation magic. And it, it, it is one magic source, and it is the entire room. Because it feels like uh, it's the best way to even describe evocation. I don't want to say evocation. Uh... Evocation typically involves energy and elemental force. Uh, say, like a charge of energy or something. Well, I got hit by a lightning bolt in the last room. Granted, that was from a Zogath. And I step out of the room. Wizard, as Peach Pie steps out of the room, he has like so, a little bit of blood on the bottom of his floppy shoes from the Zogath that he just decimated in the library. And it leaves a big comical footprint on the kitchen floor, and it just like. It's fucking pressed vegetation. Permanently cast on the room, isn't it? It slowly, like, disappears. The blood just, like, gets cleaned and evaporates. It's genius. <laughs> pressed vegetation is. An it's evocation, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Now you're like, oh, no wonder the kitchen's so clean. This is the best kitchen ever. I want one. <laughs> Ditto. Oh it's, it's so fucking genius. I love it. Uh, in the kitchen, there are two doors aside from the one that you came in. Uh, one door to the south and one door to the west. I go through the one to the south. Each by opens the door into a pantry. That's what I thought. Many of the dry goods that once stocked this pantry have crumbled to dust over time. Uh, there are a few withered bundles of herbs and glass jars that are filled with like grave viscous sludge aside from that though you don't really see anything of any direct value not on a cursory glance honestly I don't think I'd even search it I was gonna say let's open the last room and then I might search them all could that that gray sludge be like an alchemical item I think it's just broken down food can you go check it out no I opened the other door the door to the west Peachby opens the door to the west, and this room is filled with the strong smell of spilled wine. Puddles of wine cover the floor amid smashed bottles. Any that aren't smashed? There are a couple of bottles in here that are not smashed. 
I open one up. How does it smell? It smells of vinegar. I let it go. And I leave this room. I search all three rooms. Go ahead and give me a perception check, wizard. I want to perceive things. 29. 21. Jeb, in the pantry to the south, there's a secret door. It's, it's, it's an obvious door from this side, but it, as you kind of look at it, like that would lead directly into the hallway that you first entered the room into. Looks like it's probably like a secret door to get into the pantry from outside of the hallway. For those late night snacks? For them late night snacks. Wizard, as you're searching the wine storage room, you actually find in a bottle is not filled with wine, but is also unbroken. There seems to be a tiny vial clinking around in it. I take it out and toss it to my friend Peach Pie. Peach Pie, this is a potion of some kind. Hey, what's this? I'll make a craft check. The cauldron clanks up to you. Clank, 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 clank. Yeah, there it is. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, I get a 15. Never seen this before. What is it? Drink it. We'll find out later. If I'm really desperate, I'll just I'll just pop it in. Do we want to check out this door to the west down here now? Which one? You guys are back in the hallway or where you originally were. Right. Take the secret door and just go to this room we never went to. Oh, I see. Okay, sure. As you get close to this hallway that's west from that intersecting path, you see that there is a secret door set into the wall on the opposite side of the secret door to the pantry. Go through that one? Going through that one. I open it. Look. Storage room. Looks like it was held by, you see, like, mops, brooms. Why are all these doors secret? I don't understand. We searched the room. They shouldn't want visitors to see them. 21. It's cleaning equipment in this room. Ironically, there's a thick dust that covers all the cleaning equipment. But aside from that, I appreciate you using the word ironically correctly. As I look at the cleaning supplies, I yell out, Hey, ghost, did you want us to, like, clean this place too? Or just, like, kill the the gross smelly things? Just imagine, like, anything you uh, want to clean, you just drag it into the kitchen. Fucking idea, actually. <laughs> Almost sounds uh, like more work than just dusting off a table. <laughs> that's true. No, I'm dragging the whole table in there just to get rid of that layer of dust. Maybe those rugs, if they're covered in like blood, because those rugs look nice in the, the library. Smelly ass Zolgath blood. You know how difficult it is to get Zolgath blood out of out the fine rug. <laughs> Shit stains, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the cleaning closet there. Just a kind of a little interesting tidbit. Of course, the uh, priests of Eridan want to hide the cleaning closet. Want to do that door to the west there, the big door? Let's do that. I checked that door for traps. That looks like a more substantial door. Eh, 16. There are no traps on this door. It's fine, guys. I open it. Peach Pie opens this door into a large circular chamber. Twelve statues ring the perimeter of this round cavernous chamber. The exquisitely detailed stonework depicts humans facing inward towards the room's center, each wearing a mask of cloth, leather, or stranger materials. Low stone steps lead to a circular dais in the center of the room, where an inscription has been carved deeply into the gray stone. Double doors exit to the north 
and east, which is the doors that you opened to get into this room. So proud of you, Tyler. So proud. God, I got two words correct. You did. I'm so used to be you being like dot dias dot dot date. That brazier over there. That brazier. Yes. It's a fucking meme in between the listeners now at this point. Anyways, room though. The central dais does have some text carved into it. What's it say? It's written in a language that I don't think the wizard understands. Double checking. Double checking. What did you say, Tyler? (laughs) It's written in a language the wizard does not understand. Lies. He knows all of the languages. Nope. It's in Celestial, isn't it? I'm Celestial. <laughs> and he learned Celestial. Oh, he didn't Just had to fill that gap. Nope. Nope. You do not know what this language. What language would it be? I do not have anything to allow me to comprehend. Or do I? Did I make a comprehend languages potion? I feel like I might have. I at least thought about it. That doesn't necessarily mean I did it. I don't think I took it because I figured I'm going to end up knowing yeah, I think, most of them. I think that's what I ended up thinking is that you're just going to know them all. You think your brain would hurt knowing them in languages? <laughs> I think I think the wizard's brain doesn't feel any pain at all. No, there's no way. <laughs> Can I make like a society check or something to try to understand a language, I feel like? Decipher writing. You attempt to decipher complicated writing or literature on an obscure topic. The text must be in a language you can read. Nope. You can't just bullshit your way into understanding a language you don't know. But it says society trained actions. Use it to decipher writing. Decipher writing that's a coded message, text written in an incomplete or archaic form, or in some cases, a text in a language you don't know. In some cases, this isn't one of those cases. Uh, There's a door. Does anything else happen in here? This is an awfully fancy room for nothing to happen in. This is an awfully fancy room. You notice that there are 12 statues that are here. I'll just go ahead and just run through them. One is of a muscular woman swinging a carpenter's hammer. The statue wears a patchwork mask of balsa wood, iron, and leather. Another statue is of a willowy man carrying sculptor's tools and a painter's palette. That statue wears a mask woven of boar's bristles. The third statue is a stooped elderly man with an empty bowl in one hand and reaches out with the other. That statue is wearing a mask of burlap cloth. Fourth statue is a broad-shouldered woman clutching a sheaf of wheat and a sickle. That statue wears a mask woven of dried grain stalks. I'm not going to go through and do every single... They all kind of are of that design. One of them seems to be uh, a fisher. That statue is wearing a mask of silvery netting. It looks to be a hunter. That statue is wearing a mask of brown leather adorned with autumn leaves. One, it looks like a like a pudgy man carrying a scale under an arm like a merchant. Holds out a hand with a palm full of coins. There is no mask on that statue. One looks like a scholar. Depicts a, a wizened woman holding a stack of books in both arms. That statue wears a mask made of stiff parchment. There's the, the one that was in the picture, obviously a shepherd, a young man holding a crook's staff. He's wearing a mask made of spun wool. One is obviously a soldier. It's a stocky woman standing at attention with a crossbow strapped to her back and a longsword. That statue's mask is constructed of pieces of broken blades. There's a man who displays lengths of cloth draped over an arm and holds a needle and thread. 
that statue's mask is missing, the tailor. And finally, the statue of a grinning woman who touches a dagger at her belt and holds up a purse with cut strings, the thief. Uh, and that statue's wearing a mask of black satin. So you've got 12 statues, a dozen statues here, an artisan, an artist, a beggar, a farmer, a fisher, a hunter, a merchant, a scholar, a shepherd, a soldier, a tailor, and a thief. The tailor is missing its, his mask, and the merchant is missing his mask. All of the others are wearing masks that are made of material similar to the idea of what they're depicting, of what the statue's depicting. Can I make, like, a religion check? Are these, like, the 12 disciples of Aradin or some shit? What kind of symbolism is this? Yo, Go ahead. And, is there some kind of check we can make? Yeah. yeah I'd uh, say religion. Well, I, w- I, would allow, I would allow religion. Yeah, a religion. Uh, actually, you could do occultism or even society, apparently. I'm going to try religion. I'll, I'll do a society. I get 27 religion? 22 occultism. 27 society. And a 23 feline lore from Jeff. <laughs> you know that none of, none of them are cats. You said there was a shepherd. He might be shepherding cats. There's a sheep next to him. Between the three of you, you all know for certain that Aridin sometimes walked the world disguised as the practitioner of a common profession, uh, such as a farmer or a shepherd. That would seem to make sense as far as, like, the masks are the different guises of Aridin. And two of the masks are missing. You said... I know you said the tailor, and what was the other one? The tailor and the merchant. Yeah, the merchant. Tailor and the merchant. Okay. We need to find their masks. Got an idea who's got them. We also have multiple books of Aridin. Any any of those books depict this? If you go and look through some of the books, you can actually find the 12 guises of Aridin after doing some research. I'm going to detect magic in this room. Is there magic in here? Yes. This entire chamber is magical. Guys, it's a magical puzzle if you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just saying that for the audience. <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking check out this door to the north. Bet it's magically locked. Damn, I'm betting. I check up traps. Ooh, thirty. I leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Anybody else who wants to go, go now. <laughs> this door is not trapped. I attempt to open it. This door is not locked. Peach Pie turns the handle. Winces, expecting the pain. Nothing happens. It opens. Really? Really. Do the statues come to life and attack me? Peach Pie looks back. No. Not do at all. Two, do the two statues without masks explode? No. Not at all. I step through the door. Nothing happens. Oh, look at that. There's when a you bunch of rubble in here, guys. When you step in through this door, it leads into what looks like it was at one point a long hallway but the west side of the hallway has crumbled away into an enormous natural cavern and before you even get a step into the hallway here you can smell zolgath strong zolgath scent um do we feel like we skipped ahead too far we go back or should we continue on this way 
My vote is we keep going north and then just go east and cut back to the actual building. Let's not explore the caves yet. Yeah, I feel like maybe they tunneled their way into this area. Yeah. As you walk by the collapsed section of this hallway, you look and you see that there are filthy nests, cold fire pits, broken tools, looks like possibly hundreds of Zolgaths camped here at one point. And this cavern just emanates this lingering, pungent odor. And Peach Pie, seeing all of the bare straw strewn about the cavern floor here, takes you back. Are we doing this? Let's do it now. Is that a flashback? Flashback time! Peach Pie and Bubbles are in the animal pens, sweeping up the soiled floor. Bubbles wears normal workman's clothes, though Peach Pie is fully adorned in his clown garb. Flies buzz all around while the animals are chained up tightly. Why do they have us cleaning up the shit? It's allegorical. What? Nothing. Well, I hate cleaning up the shit. But with that new alchemist lab we got, we could really get our side hustle going. Maybe even get out of this damn circus. But I like being in the circus. It feels like home. It's a fucking broken, abusive home. It's still home. You know, Peach Pie, there's better out there than this. We, we deserve better. But how can anyone deserve anything? We're all just specks of dust in the desert. Do specks of dust have to shovel shit? They do not. You gotta stand up for yourself, Peach Pie. Don't be a doormat. Peach Pie takes a long pause, filled with several shitty shovels. Bubbles? I think I'm having an internal crisis of philosophy. What? I'm starting to believe that there might actually be good things and bad. Of course there's good and bad. Lying naked and drunk in a bed filled with women is good. Shoveling shit is bad. How many women? Bubbles pauses to consider. Three. I think I could manage three women. You know... The rumors about how Jeb and Turtle freed Moonlight and ran away. Somehow, I think that was good. And that keeping Moonlight in a cage was bad. At least Moonlight didn't have to shovel shit. It's a strange feeling to think of things existing as good or bad, rather than an existence of banal futility. You're a weird guy, Peach Pie. I'm a clown. Right now you're a shit shoveler. Always a clown. In the middle of the night, an indeterminate amount of time later, Bubbles bursts into he and Peach Pie's shared wagon. Peach Pie is snoring in an exaggeratedly comical fashion. Surely he can't actually be asleep. But Bubbles has never known Peach Pie to not snore like this. He is wearing his full clown garb with a soft cloth mask over his face, painted with his makeup, 
so that nobody will ever see him without his true face on. Peach Pie, we gotta go! Uh, uh, what? We gotta go! Get your shit! Come on! What's happening? Don't ask me how I know, but Beatrice Dusklight knows about our side gig. She's gonna have us taken whenever clowns go who never come back. That would be bad. Yes, it would be fucking bad. Now come on! Take whatever you can't go without. We won't be coming back. Can you carry the alchemy lab? Yes. All I need is my bag of clown things. I'd also like my hammer if we might face danger. Yeah, bring your hammer. I've got my dagger. Where will we go? First, away from here. But then, I heard a rumor about where Jeb and Turtle and Moonlight ended up. Supposedly they're at another circus now. I say we go there. Oh, what's this other circus called? The Circus of Wayward Wonders. Peach Pie, you come back. With this cavern, it goes deep. Like, it keeps going back. It goes farther and farther back. The map can't even encompass how deep this cavern goes. Nobody except for Jeb can see to the end of the cavern. But Jeb, this thing looks like it goes hundreds of feet back. And even at the back of the cavern, there's a tunnel that goes down even deeper. Well, fuck. I guess we continue north. There's a door to the right and a door ahead. North or east? Never eat shredded wheat. But I like shredded wheat. East. Okay. I check this door for traps. 16. This door is certainly not trapped. Fantastic. I open it if I can. You can. And you open the door into just a disaster of a scene. Deep recesses are carved into the stone walls of this room. Although most are empty, above each is a brass plaque. Splintered wood, broken glass, prayer beads, dried bones, and other debris are heaped in large piles. And standing over those large piles are two creatures. One is your familiar Zolgath. This Zolgath is thin, but he has underneath his right arm a smaller, limp, shriveled-looking vestigial arm. Oh, good, and he's definitely casting shield, actually. Looks like he's casting shield. That's cool art of a Zolgath casting shield with a vestigial arm coming out of his armpit. That does look really fucking cool. It does, actually. You're used to the Zolgaths at this point. But the large creature that shares this room with him is unnerving. Oh, it's a fucking rock. I mean, it's a tall, know that. tall, red-skinned with midnight black wings and a big, blunt beak. It is essentially the bird guys from Dark Crystal. I oh, have. Yeah, they kind of do look like the bird guys from Dark Crystal. A little skinnier than those guys, but yeah. true. Initiative. You give me a hero point, right? Should I use it to reroll my initiative? Maybe not. Maybe fall onto us. Maybe it, maybe I don't want to run it. Yeah, I'm not going to. Not I'm going to use it. mine. I didn't get much better. 
it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Before I run into the last snafu, why doesn't everybody give me fortitude save? Yeah, everybody give me fortitude saves. Boom! Yeah, this time, motherfucker. I'm gonna use one of my hero points. Ooh. Oh, that was worth it. All right, uh, seventeen to thirty-one. There you Good go. Change. All right, so Peach Pie gets a thirty-two and critically succeeds. Moonlight gets a thirty-one and succeeds. Okay, so Jeb gets an eighteen and fails. Turtle gets a twenty-four and succeeds. The wizard gets a 30 and succeeds. So Jebediah is the only one sickened by this little gath stench. The top of round one, Jebediah, you're first. I don't even know what's going on. So we open the door. Enemies. Beach Pie will call out. Well, I'm just going to step up and smack the caster looking the smaller guy here. With a 23. 23 hits. 22 damage. Big ol' axe slice on that Zulgast. Moves turtle into the room and be done. All right. It is the Zulgath that just got sliced. First action and second action is going to cast Vampiric Touch on Jebediah. Fortitude save. What'd you get? Hell yeah, Jeb. 33? The nat 20. Nat 20. Succeed. Oh, that. Shit. Oh, I was so worried about you in there alone with those two, <laughs> with both of them going next. That made me feel a lot better. It's a, it is a basic fortitude save. Yeah, it's just a basic fortitude save. Shit. The, then it, it reaches his hand out and it, it like tries to pull your life can't. essence it from can't you. Pull your blood out of you because it's thick like syrup. <laughs> And the Zolgath's eyes go wide in surprise and shock. And he will retreat to the back corner of the room. And the Zolgath's eyes go wide in surprise and shock as it's Zev Gebezeb's magic is completely unaffected. And he will retreat to the back corner of the room. The Gebezeb? Zev Gebezeb. Wasn't he the bad guy? That's their god. Then I think it's probably a cleric of Zev Gebezeb. It's the large winged fiend's turn. Takes a five-foot step up towards Jebediah with its first action. It uses its second action to screech. Just this loud, piercing screech. Jebediah, Turtle, Peach Pie, the Wizard, Moonlight, and the Zulgath. All make fortitude saves. Oh, you know I'm going to take uh, my hero point and fucking roll that shit. Yeah, me too. There we go. I get a 32. Yeah, I think I have to use my second hero point because I don't want a natural one because I can't imagine that's a good set. I get a 26. Okay, so top to bottom, we got the wizard gets a 30, succeeds. Jeb, you rerolled, right? 21 on Jeb, 32 on Turtle. So Turtle got a 32. That's a critical success. Peach Pie got a 19, but used a hero point to change that over to a 32. Moonlight. Which is a critical success, even if it's not. <laughs> All successful fortitude saves are critical successes instead. That's that's good. Ah, it's super nice. Okay, so Jeb and Moonlight with a 21 and a 26, respectively, fail. At least it's not a critical failure. 26 and they are failed? 
26 failed. Fucking balls. Game is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and you are both stunned too. Like I said, this game is bullshit. The Zolgath failed his save as well, and he is also stunned too. Then with the Vrock's third action, damn it, the large winged fiend's third action, I know, right, uh, is going to make a beak attack on Jebediah. Get a nat 20 on the die. This is after his screech. This is after the screech. And we'll deal Jeb 50 points of damage. That's the biggest hit we've seen. Wizard, it's your turn. Oh, uh, how you doing, Jeb? That's like half your HP. Um, it hurts. The wizard is going to start walking into the room. I'm going to move up into the rock's face, and this seems like a terrible idea. What oh are my you God. doing, the wizard? I'm going to color spray them both. All right. Well, <laughs> on your way up to the rock, it's going to attack you. Oh, that's Jesus. fine, because I'd rather it do it now than when I try to cast the spell. It's a good that's point. A fair point. It's a very good point. You get attacked. That's cool. Is it though? Is it cool? 30 to hit. Hey, it doesn't grit. Yeah, the wizard takes 24 points of piercing damage. It's not that bad. Uh, then I'm going to color spray the both of them. Uh, yeah. four, fourth level color spray. I'm hoping they're level eight creatures. Oh. Oh. All right. So the. I got to know are they level eight or higher? The Incapacitation. The Zolgath is not that high of a level, so it will take the full brunt of this and got a oh, nat Oh, he's out one. of combat. He's out of combat, then. Yeah, got a, got a nat one on its save. So, yeah, what's the what's the critical failure? Critical failure. He's stunned for one round, just straight up stunned, and then he's blinded for a minute. <laughs> Does the stunned and the stunned two stack? No. Stunned would override stunned two. The full condition stunned would override it. But he's stunned and blind. Poor bastard. The large winged demon, however, gets a 32 on the save and is high enough to enact the incapacitation trait. So then, that yeah, he, he, he won't take any effect then because then he technically critically succeeds. Normal success ups to a critical success. Yeah. Otherwise, if he would have just regularly succeeded, he would have been dazzled. Ballsy move, wizard. It worked to take out the caster, at it least. It did. The caster's out. That is pretty good. Absolutely. I'll dead. take it. Now he's got to get the fuck out of there next turn. <laughs> That's that, going to that bring us turn. over... Yeah, that'll bring us over to Moonlight. You know, Moonlight hangs out for four seconds, twiddling their thumbs, apparently. Because <laughs> stunned too. Yeah, I got one fucking action. I'm going to do one action. Can I see it? From where you're at right now? Yeah. Yes. Does it even have eyes? Yes. Beady little black eyes. It's hideous. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing to do. I'm just going to cast shield, I guess. Then, after Moonlight, Peach Pie, it's your turn. All right. Well, action one, rage. Action two, move up. I get to there on this bad guy, a position that is just south of the large fiend that is definitely not of rock and uh, I am not quite in position to flank with anybody, but could be so with some small movements. And uh, then I will attack it. 
and see how this goes. I get a 29 to hit. A 29 hits. I will deal it 25 damage. You thump it. Boy, does it not feel like that did a ton. Like it just cool. kind of bounces off its feathers. Now you didn't actually, there's no DR or anything here. It kind of just like stands up a little more erect and looks over at you. Hmm. All right. Well, that is the end of my turn. Well, that'll take us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. You lose your first two actions from the stun. I'm all sorts of things. I'm just going to have... Turtle's going to rear up around here, and then she will attack this bird thing. Getting into flanking with Peach Pie? Yes, ma'am. Sorry, I called you ma'am. I noticed. (laughs) 29. 29 hits. Big damage. Seven tiger damage. Don't forget oh, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. yeah, you'll take. You'll you'll need every there's, point of damage. There's one more, and I gave my turn to turtle, so I can't do anything. Then that's gonna take us over to the. Oh, he's stunned and blind. Never mind. Big bird demon. Big bird demon's going to, with his first action, stand up straight and kind of spread his wings out a bit. And he's just going to violently shake his wings and move them at a downward motion. And as he does, these dark black motes just, like, float down across all of the adjacent creatures, which will be the Zolgath, Peach Pie, Turtle, and the Wizard. You all need to give me fortitude saves. Is this disease or poison? It is. Both. Both. Okay. I get a plus two. It rolled just, just the right way. Like I know I failed, but at the same time, I could easily critically fail, so I don't want to... I don't really want to hero point it. Wizard gets a 24. Jeb gets... Is that Jeb or Turtle? Got the 24. So Got hers it. should be 25. Jeb's is 31. Okay. And Peach Pie is a 24. Yeah. The Zolgath got a 27. Uh, Jebediah is the only one who succeeds on this save. Everyone else Goodness fails. Gracious. So this bird just don't give a fuck about the Zolgath. No, clearly not. Is this like a cat? Is this like one of the dinosaurs? Like what kind of like if are we able to do a quick little? You could do a recall investigation check here. Like you can do a new, yeah, you could do a recall of knowledge on it. Single do action I for that. Know what this is? You have to spend an action on yeah, recall knowledge. Action. You just said I could do it. By spending an action on it. It's not my turn. (laughs) Then we'll get there when it's your turn, yeah? Okay, so you're all going to take 2d8 points of poison damage. Jeb, you're also going to take this damage. So it's four poison damage. And for those of you who failed, the skin around where the spores land start to bulge out, bursting through your skin come thick vines that begin to grow and overtake your body. And you will each take an additional 2d8 piercing persistent damage. So it's persistent damage, we don't take it now. Yes, persistent. Okay. So everybody ha- everybody now has persistent piercing, except for Jeb. Jeb. Wow. Wow. Isn't this just wonderful? <laughs> Let's see, that was its first action. With his second action, he is going to beak at Peach Pie. The 40 to hit. Yeah, that's a, that's a critical. It's going to deal Peach Pie 52 points of damage. Cool. It's pretty cool. And then swipe at him with a claw for his third action. 34 to hit. 
Yeah, that's a, that's another critical. 54 points of damage to Peach Pie. Cool. That's, you know, that's cool. Good I'm trying to change my of- mind on 2E. I think this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a plus 21. I mean, come on. <laughs> Wizards. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it couldn't miss unless it rolled along on the majority of a team. Take a step. Take a step. Get the fuck out. So yeah. two step actions and then a move action out of the room? Yeah. Very okay. nice. Avoid that attack of opportunity. That's my entire turn. Okay. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Wizard, you take 11 points of persistent damage. Oh, so close to passing the persistent check to 14. Nope, that'll miss it. Yeah, I'm real hurt, but I should be somewhat safe out of the room, I'm hoping. You absolutely, without a doubt, can take a little bit of time to strategize here before we move on. I've been for years. I think we're good. Just yeah. play it. Play it live. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Yeah, Moonlight. It's your turn. Each pie has taken 100 damage. Yeah. It's, and from two More than that. I took 110 because mm-hmm. that went through my temporary hit points, too. I'd just like to remind everyone about the reflection of life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a free action to use? Yes. Or no, is it's that, an action. It's a single, it's a single action. action. Uh, it's two actions, guys. Oh, it's two actions. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to do to it. Scary things. Heard it real good. Get some debuffs. Throw the entire library at it. <laughs> well, we'll start with Demoralize, I guess. No. 26 to beat its will, DC. That succeeds. Really? Yeah. Um, so it's right in one. And I guess if we're going to go for the get- goal, we'll just go for it all here. What you doing? Phantasmal killer. Did it just roll oh, one? Shit. <laughs> oh shit! I was hoping so much you would phantasmal killer it, and that God. just happened. Wait, what? What? Holy shit! Okay, phantasmal yeah, killer. Okay. Take a minute so. to strategize. <laughs> <laughs> Is an incapacitation effect. Oh. So phantasmal oh. killer. Yeah, we were going over this before. We were just actually just looking at this. So okay. on phantasmal killer it makes a will save. If it critically fails. So the target is so afraid it might die. That's just flavor sentence. Then it's if it must attempt a fortitude save. Semicolon. If the target fails, it dies. Period. On a successful fortitude save, the target takes 12d6 mental damage, is fleeing until the end of its next turn, and is frightened four. This effect has the incapacitation trait. So the question is... Because the last sentence is this effect has a has the incapacitation trait. Does that mean that it only has the incapacitation trait on the success part of that fortitude save or on the entirety of the fortitude save? I have to assume it's the whole thing because there is no critical success. What's in ca- what's in ca- yeah, what's that mean regardless? Well, incapacitation means that if it's level is more than double the spell level being cast at it the effect which we already know it is we know it is right then the success rate is increased by one so a critical failure turns into a regular failure a failure turns into a success etc i i think it has to be the whole critical failure section yeah i i agree with Swan because because if it, I mean, even if it critically succeeds it still takes 12d6 mental damage and is fleeing until the next round Right. Yeah, it doesn't say that there's a critical success 
difference, so I assume that on a success or a critical, it's the same thing. So what would that make a difference to it? Right. And, and I would agree. It's the entire effect for the fortitude save is incapacitation. So, so he's hoping it critically fails. It would have to roll. It, it would have to roll another one. <laughs> Here it goes. What's your I save? Can't, I can't drop it on it again. So, uh, what's your what's your save? Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Okay. It is frightened one right now. That's true. And it is frightened one. That's correct. So, all right. And the fortitude save here. Here it comes. For the marbles. For all the marbles. Oh, for Jesus. Nat 20. Nat 20, so critical, critical success. <laughs> yeah, critical success. So it's, still, it's still just 12 to 6 fleeing for four. Right. Frightened yeah. 4 and fleeing, right? Right. Yeah, okay. The Frightened 4 and Frightened 1 wouldn't stack, right? It's just Frightened yeah. 4. No. It, it goes to Frightened 4. The highest. Yeah. So yeah, I'll drop is. Frightened 4 on him. Okay. Frightened 4 alone is so gross. 12d6 yes. mental damage for 39 damage. Nice. And it has to flee for one round. Yeah. I mean, the Fucking... one round gives us enough time to just I love that. recoup. Yeah. That so great, so it's, that is That was fantastic. That was Fucking, fantastic. I couldn't have asked for that to go really any better. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't have expected it. To die. Couldn't have hoped for it to do two ones, but... <laughs> Right, holy well, crap. Well, and its fortitude's even, it's way higher. Oh yeah, will save is by far its weakest save. Yeah, fair enough. What's its reflex? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, that fucking critical failure, man. That was, that was clutch right there. Um, Alright, then uh, yeah, after Moonlight's phenomenally successful casting of Phantasmal Killer, Peach Pie, it's your turn. Would I recognize that this is now starting to run away and doesn't have its reaction anymore? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it, okay. it's it's going to like it's going to turn and it, it's beginning to scrabble away. In fact, its clawed feet are scraping against the uh, okay. stone floor. Like I'm and trying to think what it saw that would scare it so bad. Like what it's what wife. creature from. Something, something, something I, celestial, an angel, an archon. Can I, can I give like, you guys something here, real quick? Of course. Demons and fiends in this game have very specific vulnerabilities. Yes. And I'm going to just for a moment bring you into the mind of this rock. As the phantasmal killer is cast on it, the rock sees in front of him rolling fields with farmers plowing the dirt. Peaceful villagers happily trading in the market. <laughs> because it, it likes chaos. <laughs> people, people laughing and having a good time. In this world that the Vrock envisions, war doesn't exist, weapons aren't forged, and peace reigns across the land. <laughs> That's his worst nightmare. <laughs> I love that. That's good. That's real good. The Brock has a peace vulnerability. Oh my god. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh man. Um, you know what? Cool. I'm actually... Hold on. Is Phantasmal Killer emotional? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Swanee, roll 4d6. It's going to take 4d6 mental damage because it's being confronted with peace. Yes. The image of peace. That's its weakness. Two oh ones and two two. Six damage. Six damage. That's garbage. Hey, after that phantasmal killer roll, what could you expect? 
Well, look at the Phantasmal Killer, though. Even that is below average. It's yeah. four sixes, but five ones. Yeah, yeah it's, it was pretty bad. All right, so um, for my first action, Peach Pie is going to draw a Lesser Elixir of Life and drink it and heal himself 17. Uh, for his second action, he is going to battle medicine himself. Critically succeed, thank God. Boom. And heal himself 37. So fucking... 37. Solid fucking roll. Hell yeah. Peach Pie just healed 63. So that leaves me... With two actions. 27, yeah. Damn God, let's heal 37. Two actions. 37, yeah. Okay, and with my third action, I will smack a bitch. I get a 32 to hit it. There we go. Which looks Guess like what? it's a critical. Specifically because of Frightened 4 and the yep. flat-footed condition, that is exactly a critical hit. Fuck yeah. 43 damage. Not great Ooh. damage, but there it is. And that is the end of my turn. Wow. Fuck. I thought this was going to go so goddamn bad for you guys, and here we are. Peach Pie, you're going to take 11 points of piercing damage as more vines poke through your skin and start coming out. What'd you get for your persistence? I get check? a 13. Ooh, not quite. Which brings us to Jebediah. Jebediah will activate Reflection of Life for two. And then he'll give his remaining turns to Turtle. When is fast? Does that come at the beginning of my turn? Good I think so. question. Hold on. Yeah, it's called or fast. Or like persistent where it's at the end. I think fast healing's at the start of your turn. You gain it back. Yeah, each round at the beginning of its turn. Well, so I will give Turtle the remainders of my turn, and she will blight this creature. She will not crit, but she'll get a 30 to hit. Yeah, that's, that is a hit. We'll do 14 damage. I'm going to add the 4 for the... Got it. We'll do the same thing. Just bite again. With a 17 and miss. 17 will miss. Alright. Uh, you just want to roll the persistent for Turtle? Oh, yeah. That's uh, Turtle takes 11 points of persistent damage as vines begin to sprout from her flesh. Go ahead and make that d20 roll for the persistent oh, check. 16. Ooh, nice. Turtle successfully yanks out She's like biting the vines out of her skin. Then that's going to take us to... Oh, he's blind. blind and he's sitting on the floor, cowering in the corner. Oh, he's not even going to try anything? He shouldn't he be stunned anymore, though, should he? He's, he's stunned anymore. I mean, he automatically yeah. fails any perception checks. That's the thing, is in order for him to seek you guys out, he would need to have another sense he doesn't have another sense. Zolgaths, guess what? Can't smell as a precise sense. So they don't have se- they don't have scent. But don't, uh, doesn't he have ears? Have ear- yeah. yeah, I suppose ears would be an imprecise sense. That's a good point. Let's look. I mean, I feel like you'd still be able to, like try to cast something like frantically and like, or you can just have to basically you could throw some AOEs or something. But other than that, he's going to have quite a bit of trouble. He already understands his birds already fucking with him. <laughs> You can usually sense a creature automatically with an imprecise sense, but it has the hidden condition instead of the observed condition. So everybody is hidden to it right now. Okay, I'm going to roll a D4. Reroll four. One is turtle, two is peach, by three is Jeb. It knows what the it knows what the Vrock sounds like, and he's not going to purposefully attack the Vrock, even though the Vrock was completely senseless and just began doing shit that hurt him. 
Jeb is going to have a spell cast at him. He's going to have to make a flat check of 11. He gets a 3. He can't even precisely target you with his harm spell, which is wasted. Good, bitch. And, oh, right. He takes 6 points of piercing damage as vines pierce through and crawl out of his skin. Of course that fucker passes his flat check. <laughs> he does get a 15 on the flat check and successfully pulls them out. Which brings us back over to the large winged demon. With its first action, it flees from its source of terror, which is moonlight. And in his attempt to flee, he's going to carelessly attempt to move past Peach Pie. Yeah, take that attack of opportunity. Why not? Oh, 19. That'll miss. You do get flat-footed. I don't think that matters, though. 21 wouldn't have changed it? No, 21 wouldn't have changed it. I rolled a 3. It happens. Like, Peach Pie, you're directly in his fucking way. That's true. And I want to know, like, I mean, it can't even get through the other door to try to get away because Turtle's directly in the way. I mean, it would have to tumble through the square to get through Peach Pie. I think it would have to try. Good point. point. Or try and shove, maybe? I think shove's probably That's more probably too aggressive, yeah. It probably can't take any aggressive actions because it, it's just running. Yeah, what does Flea say, say it can do for actions? On your say? turn, you must spend each of your actions trying to escape the source of the fleeing condition as exp- expediently as possible, such as yeah, by yeah, using move use actions shove. to flee or you opening doors. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say shove. Okay. I-, I would say he'd be able to shove. So that's exactly what it's going to do. It's going to shove, or attempt to shove, Peach Pie out of the way with his first action. So against your Fortitude DC, Peach Pie does a 26 beat it. Let me check. God, I would have to guess. Think so. I had to just check to see if Titan Wrestler gave me anything for it. Okay. Yeah, it does beat it. So he's going to push you back five feet. With his second action, he's going to move up to the door and open it. Now, opening a door is an action, isn't it? Yeah. Assuming it'd be an So that's two and three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So he gets to the door and he opens it. So just the way you said, with the second action, he moves up to the door and opens it. It would sound like you're... Oh, I see what you're saying. With his second action, he moves up to the door. And with his third action, he opens the door. As he's, like, just completely clumsily, like, clawing at the door the handle trying to get it open it's like watching a cat trying to open a door it just misses the first couple of times it keeps looking behind over its shoulder at moonlight and he just looks terrified of you moonlight. that's its turn it's frightened condition remove or lowers down from four to three which is important the wizard it's your turn i enjoy that so much this whole scene just Phantasmal Killer by Moonlight. Seriously. It was great. I love how scared everything is of fucking Moonlight. This little bush. This little tiny bush. Uh, the Wiz for his first action is going to move because uh, the Fiend moved out of line of sight, so I have to move back closer to the room to see him. Um, and then second and third act, Walmart free action to recall my third level Sudden Bolt. Okay. Draining my bond item. And sudden bolt. I'm gonna drop him. Alright, he gets a 33. And success. Okay. Oh that's um Oh my god. <laughs> 5d12. I got 27. He would take half of that. Which would be 13. 
And apparently he has resistances because he took three damage on Ten. my third level summon bolt. Most of that electricity just kind of like arcs back and forth throughout all of its dark feathers. Doesn't take 10 damage of it. Okay. But well, I, I take 15 persistent damage from that vine bullshit. <laughs> and then I roll a nat 20 on my persistent damage or uh, flat check. Nice. So. Pull some vines out of your skin. Then after the wizard, next it's the terrifying Moonlight Shatter Dance. Right, Moonlight has to move into the room in order to get close enough. And just going to have to try to take effect of the fact that it has the minus two or minus three right now and keep casting will saves at it. All right. It's going to get a 19 on its will save. What are you casting at it? I'm casting hideous laughter. (laughs) So it is so scared. It is like laughing while crying in the corner. I love this so much. Oh my god! <laughs> so, moonlight. very important. <laughs> Failure, the target is slowed one and can't use reactions. Oh, wow. Wow. Fuck. I can't even... Wow. I mean, in, in Abyssal, the wizard's the only one that could hear this. You hear the Vrock just, like, crying and laughing to himself, going, oh, I think we all understand tree. it. It's only a tree! I shouldn't be so scared! <laughs> I really want to say something back in Abyssal, but I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, <laughs> Oh my god. Fuck. God damn. Hideous god Laughter damn. doesn't have the incapacitation trait, does it? Uh, no. Emotional, no. enchantment, mental. Alright. What you should say, wizard, is Moonlight will never leave you alone. <laughs> All right. Uh, the wizard doesn't do puns. <laughs> All right. Cool. Moonlight proving once again that debuffs are key in second edition. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, I am simply going to drop another lesser elixir of life because I'm still pretty hurt. And I just want to try and be as safe as possible. Heal myself for 17. So that should put me at 40 wounds. Um, I guess I will step up to him and I will swing. I get a 25 to hit. 25 hits specifically because it has frightened three. Fantastic. We will deal it 23 damage. That is my turn. As it's laughing and crying and scrambling to get away, gets thumped. Peach Pie, you're going to take eight points of persistent damage from those vines coming out of your skin. What'd you get for that uh, flat check? Luckily, I roll a 15 to take ah, that. Everybody's doing pretty good on that flat check, which I think that's the last one. Yeah, that's the last one. Nice. I still hate it. Can you imagine, like, all of us have these fucking black vines growing out? This is terrible. Oh, absolutely. It's awful. It's disgusting, and it's just confusing. Top of round four, Jebediah. I will gain four HP, and me and Turtle will sink in on our prey and just move in here and we will both attack it would give you an attack of opportunity if it could 31 31 hits 17 damage all right turtle will come strike as well come strike i don't know why i said that 
<laughs> what, what is a cum strike exactly? <laughs> Do I want to know? It's hard to hit. It's Peter favorite weapon. And she will deal 14 damage. Jebediah closes in on his prey and just digs that dwarven war axe into the winged demon's back and it goes down on its knees. It's still scrambling to get away and Turtle leaps, grabs it from behind and twists. You hear a distinct and sickening crack and it drops. It's dead. Hells yeah. Thanks, Moonlight and Wiz. That was, yeah, that was... That was all yeah. you two, basically. We, we still have a, a Zolgath. Yeah, a do we? Zolgath in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> let's, see what he's gonna, let's see what he's gonna do. <laughs> let's see what he's gonna say. Let's go talk to him. Are we gonna not kill him? Tell him his friend's dead. Or his I vote we talk to him a little bit and then yeah. kill him. It's your turn, Wiz. Well, we're I saying this, we're, and I feel like we're saying this out loud too. It's, <laughs> it's his turn. It's it's its turn, and uh, it stands up and it's it, it's confused. It's blind. Just heard the death screams hey, of its rock friend or whatever hey, the fuck. This. Hey, buddy, your, your rock friend's dead. If oh you don't God. want us to immediately kill you. Don't try to cast the spell. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be as that Zolgath being blind and just hearing this Vok rock <laughs> scream in terror and then he's so scared that it's laughing and just and what that's all doing? you hear as this Zolgath? That is ridiculous. And then crunching sounds. Yeah, crunching. Right. Oh. I mean, that's, that's like 15 feet away, too. Like, yeah. That's right next to it. It's right there. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think, like, from its standpoint. You're right. That is absolutely terrifying. It's blind. It doesn't know what's going on, and uh, like, it thinks it's like its friends should be winning, but it doesn't sound like it. Well, it absolutely is. Like, like when he got blinded, his friend was like beating the shit out of us. <laughs> Just surrender. Yeah. You know what it's gonna do is it's gonna it's gonna stand up. Are you talking to it in 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 what? Whatever, like, uh, what languages did it speak again? I mean, it hasn't spoken. It hasn't spoken yet. What, what languages did Zolgaths? Zolgaths. I've seen common, undercommon, was it? Undercommon, Draconic is the most common. Draconic I'll, is I'll what speak, they... I'll speak in Draconic to it. I mean, the Ted doesn't know it, but the Wiz would naturally just speak in whatever language he knows they speak. That's the, sure. way, I, that's the way I've been flavoring it. Sure, yeah. In Draconic, what do you say to him? Surrender, we're gonna do to you what we just did to your Varrock. What? No! We don't technically know as a Varrock. What you do? What did you do? And do, he. Do you spends, really wanna know what we just did? He spends his first action to stand, and his second and third actions to cast heal on the Varrock, but nothing happens. What you do? Does it even know where the rock is? Could it possibly miss and maybe hit one of our injured allies? <laughs> You're stretching it, Ted. This is, this is a an important point. Important you, point. For the harm spell, you rolled to see who it was going at. Well, of course I did. I fell in. So the heal spell, you should roll to see who it's going at. I. That's not rules as written. <laughs> that's rules as Tyler has been playing. Also, no, no. When I check when I <laughs> when I rolled that when I rolled that D three, it was just to decide which enemy sound to attack, not which one it randomly went against. That was just me trying to figure out who he would attack at random. Nice try, though, Ted. 
Nice try. It keeps screaming over and over, what'd you do? What'd you do? Wizard, it's your turn. I walk up to it and try to manacle it. I mean, it's definitely gonna struggle. Yeah. It's blind and confused. I don't know if I'd even be able to, technically. It's in the, the rules are in manacles. Um, you can manacle someone who's willing or otherwise at your mercy as an exploration activity taking 10 to 30 seconds. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's at your mercy necessarily. It can still fight even though it's blinded. I'm gonna walk it up will. to it and hold off until someone comes and grabs it and just like look over and be like, hey, can someone come pin this guy down so we can, I hold up my manacles, cling them together. What's that sound? Are you sharpening knives? Moonlight, it's your turn. It is confused and terrified. It thinks clinking chains are knives being sharpened. Wait, I want to do something else. Oh? I walk up to it and pull a fucking silk pillow out of my sleeves of storage and smack it in the face with my silk pillow. Just throwing a pillow at it? Yes. Oh god. Why the fuck not? It's so confused. Soft I feel like that's something the Wiz would do, and, and I'm half awake at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna cast a spell at him. Ah. Uh-huh. I don't think he's quite weak enough yet to summon a fortitude save from this guy. Okay. Uh, it gets a 30 on the fortitude save. Oh, well, good for him. What spell are you casting? Uh, my focus spell, Steel Shadow. So I was trying to steal his shadow. Oh. Um. Doesn't work on a success or a partial thing. On a success, it's just enfeebled one for one round. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit weaker. Peach Pie? I guess Peach Pie will walk up to the Zolgath to assist the wizard. Uh, I say to the Zolgath, Stop struggling. And my hammer cracks into his head. (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) Stop resisting! (laughs) I deal him 22 damage. All right, all right. Are you going to continue to struggle? It, it doesn't. It, it's not talking in common, but the wizard hears it. Go. I'll translate. You'll translate for it. Yeah, I'll translate for Peach Pie. What are you going to tell him? What did Peach Pie say? Stop struggling and then hit him with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not going to translate fast enough for him to catch that before he gets hit. So after he gets hit, he's like, "The the clown says to stop struggling." Oh, he, he, I guess he already hit you. <laughs> I said stop struggling. And yeah, I stop struggling. Aw, <laughs> oh, I missed. Oh, man. Oh, he missed you that time. How did I miss? Stupid. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay. Top of the round. Uh, round five, Jebediah. Shep gives Turtle a little nod, and Turtle just goes to fuck with it. <laughs> like, she's uh, pot. At it. Before his turn, I think up. that'd be fucking terrifying if you're blind and all like these huge furry mitts started hitting you. Before <laughs> its turn, I'm gonna say, don't try to cast another spell or run away. The, the clown's the clown's gonna kill you if you try to do anything. Just surrender. Well, it's terrified. It doesn't know what's going on. It's going to attempt to cast a spell at the wizard. Uh, I uh, yeah. Speaking is a free action, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, stop struggling. <laughs> he said to stop struggling again. Just I hit listen him in the to head the clown. With my reaction, dealing him 24 damage. Oh, man. Uh, he cast command on the wizard. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and commands him to go away. 
Go away! Hey, is Fine. he able to target him while being blind? Oh shit, he does have to roll that a, shit. Gotta roll that shit. Oh, he gets an eight. He He's even, failed every one of those. <laughs> he can't even properly target the wizard and just starts yelling, like, past the wizard, like, not even directly at him. Go away! Go away! He's not going to try to stand up. He's just cowering and blind. Wizard, it's your turn. Okay, I, I don't think you're very smart at this point. Like, you, we're just going to kill you. I say that to him. <laughs> Like in in that tone of voice, and then I'm just gonna like. Maybe he wants to die. He has a third arm. I'm just gonna shoot a ray of frost at him. He's just wordlessly screaming at you at this point. I critically hit with my ray of frost the 34. (laughs) All right, let's see that critical hit. Uh, 31 damage with a ray of frost in the face. Oh yeah! Wow. Turn it. You turn his head into a block of ice with that hit. Uh, Notice the excess. It's down to two Ignored 29? Because it was down to two hit points. <laughs> and then each gonna smash his fucking head, I'm, I'm hoping. Just Stop struggling. <laughs> he, he can't hear you at this point. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> well, that was one of the most fun combats we've had in a while. That was so interesting, that man. That's more killer, man. That that went from really, really, really bad to really good in like one turn. Really funny. <laughs> oh man, you know I, I I and and I said it, and it turned into oh shit, I'm gonna kill somebody into fuck real fast from my from my point. Like that phantasmal killer was clutch. Well, so was so was the. The color spray. When I mean, the color spray brought oh, yeah. blinding the one, so we basically we took both of them out of combat. Yeah, yeah. control Esther's spells for, for the, the win. win. Yeah, that's pretty great. What an insane combat that was! But hey, that rock got rocked. What more crazy things are we going to find in this dungeon? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.